I'm your host, Stephen Gutteridge, and welcome to Mid-South Moments. Welcome, everyone, and we welcome back my nephew, James Coleman, to the show for some intergenerational family fun. How are you doing today, James? <laughs> I'm absolutely fantastic. How are you? Uh, marvellous, absolutely marvellous. So we are coming coming to you from you know lockdown 3.0 in the UK. We're different sides of the country, but uh, you know we're keeping our chins up and watching a bit of Mid South to cheer us up. So um, we'll go straight on to this January the 26th, 1985 um, episode of Mid South Wrestling. Um, and as seemingly is becoming the norm every other week at the moment, this was only available on the WWE Network, which is. Um, a real pain in the in the the rear end trying to watch because if I watch on my laptop, the buffering issues are phenomenally bad, whereas the YouTube versions are much much better. So yeah. at the desk this week, did you find that in the network? It's just I don't know if the old content. I just like that if you watch a new something new, it's fine. But if you watch anything old, sometimes it's very hit and miss. Absolutely, yeah. I think what, I streamed it from my phone onto the onto my TV, and mm. it was just not the same when I do it with YouTube. I also like how with the YouTube versions they have like a little little screen that comes up and telling you who's about to wrestle because yes, yeah. Like Bill Watts saying it was just so quick. Like I, I didn't quite catch everyone's names sometimes. Like, but um, yeah, it was it was streaming weird and it kept buffering, but on the network. Yeah, but. I I have had this before. With if you if you watch really like really random archival stuff on that network sometimes it's not if you picked up like raw rumble i don't know 2010 or something it'd be absolutely fine and also the other thing that really frustrates me on anything is now on the network you you click on to watch an episode of mid-south and you get a bloody uh, uh, advert for some new modern thing on the network which is like yeah, the most yeah. crystal clear picture you could ever possibly imagine <laughs> never ever buffers and then yeah. within 10 seconds of something old starting you've got buffering issues so yeah not not good um anyway at the desk was jim ross and our new north american champion ted dibiase and ross runs through the card we've got ice man king parsons versus hercules Terry Taylor defends a TV title versus Nature Boy Buddy Landell. The Guerreros are here, and we also have the return match of Jake Roberts versus Tim Horner, which went off the air last week without a winner, plus Billy Jack Haynes versus Kamala. Um, so Ross congratulates DiBiossi from a professional perspective, and DiBiossi says how he's now held the title more than anyone, including Cowboy Bill Watts. And Ross says that DiBiossi, um, Ross says that puts DiBiossi in an advantageous position going forward recontract negotiations and DiBiossi adds that Mid-South have now got to deal with him and Akbar. So they go on and they recap um, the end of the Mid-South Tag Team title match last week. Uh, the title change, it never was. Obviously, the reversing of the decision. Um, and, and Ross added that before the show went on the air, the Guerreros had made a statement. And Chavo said basically he was going to file a process as to what's happened last week. Um, they'd beaten the Rock and Roll Express in their own conditions on their own terms. And Mid-South had never had two referees before. And Chavo says he's going all the way and they should have been content with them losing the titles because now he's really angry. Um, he talks about the Alamo and said they've been robbed and had the belts taken from their hands. And Chavo says they have declared war and it's got personal. I thought this was pretty good stuff. But you, this this didn't work on your version of the network, did it? So we'll, we'll skip forward from there. Oh, no, I, I saw it. It's just, um, it looked like they, they'd said it after a match. I was one, I was concerned that I'd missed a match. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, that's fine. Yeah, so what did you think of this uh, this this opening promo from these two? Yeah, it seemed like a Monday promo, actually. It did seem pretty good. So, and I'm, I, obviously, I'm assuming that these Guerreros are the parents of the Guerreros that we had in WWE. Yeah, so, um, yes. So, uh, Chavo is 
Chavo Guerrero Jr.'s father. Yeah. Um, and I'm Joe. You know what I'm, I'm absolutely blanking on Hector at the moment. So I, yeah, I'll have to. I'll, I'll come back to you on that in a second. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll remember who that was. I don't think. I, I think Hector is. Um, he, sorry, Hector is Eddie's brother. So Hector is Hector and Chavo are brothers, and Hector Guerrero is Eddie's brother. Yeah, sorry. So Eddie's a young oh, boy, right. Right? so he's not he's not Eddie's father. So I've got I got there in the end there. So it took me a little yeah. bit of a little bit of time. So the Guerreros were then in action up first against Private Terry Daniels and Shawn Michaels, who's introduced first. So was this a pleasant? You've been on with Shawn Michaels on before, I think. Haven't you? Yeah, I remember being shot before because he got beat so quickly. You know? Yeah, Shawn Michaels. It... I no way is that the short, the heartbreak kid, the sexy boy himself. <laughs> I think you got his. I think I'm pretty sure you got his television debut. Actually, thinking thinking back to the end of the oh, time. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so his first ever televised match, and Sean was wearing black. Black? That's not. A, that's not a color. Sean was wearing dark blue tights and a lighter blue t-shirt. It didn't really work for me. I thought these clashed. This 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 color. What do you think? Yeah, uh, Private Terry Daniels was sat there fully kitted out, and then uh, ten seconds passes, and he's just in his pants, like <laughs> matching matching yeah. Sean color. But yeah, it was. Clashing, hundred percent. Yeah, Daniels is not good at taking off his um his outfit, unfortunately. Um, and it's interesting actually. Daniels have been pushed a little bit in recent weeks, but he's clearly on the kind of enhancement side role a bit here. Um, Boyd, yeah, Boyd was wearing a truly excellent, um, predominantly red and black suit that looked like it had a piano key style pattern on it, which I thought was a solid seven and a half out of ten. <laughs> now I don't I know banging. this. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Are you the sort? Are you sort of a bit, bit, bit into peacocking on a night out? I've never even had this conversation. Like Hawaiian oh, yeah, shirt 100%. or something like that. Yeah, yeah good, I'm, good. I'm always one of those guys that'll be wearing like the, like the most colourful, brightest, like craziest t-shirts. So 100. Yeah, good. I'm a big fan. See, I've I've been I'm old enough to have lived through two phases of the Hawaiian shirts because they were quite big in the late 90s. I even went out once with a kind of um, very bright, kind of satiny purple uh purple shirt which i think i might have gone out for my 18th birthday which was as terrible as it sounds um, and luckily for me your nan and my mum burnt it burnt it with the iron so i was only ever able to wear it once <laughs> so yeah that that was um consigned to the dustbin unfortunately um so dbossi puts over how good the guerreros are as technical wrestlers and says chavo is almost as good as him but not quite Chavo hit a phenomenal looking deadlift overhead, overhead belly to back suplex on Michaels for the win in 209. And Michaels didn't really get to show too much in this one, sadly. What do you think of this opening encounter? Yeah, it was good. It was just a complete squash match, wasn't it? I don't think. Yeah. Did, did Terry Daniels or Shawn Michaels even have an offensive move at all? Uh, I think Michaels got a couple of like transitional type moves in, but not, yeah. not too much. Yeah, not too much. Yeah, it didn't seem like they got much in at all. No. Yeah, so. But. No, not not at all. Uh, but it but it was fine for what it was, and the Guerreros are being you know very solidly pushed at this point as top yeah. heel tag team, replacing the Midnight Express basically. Um, next up is Jim Rose, who I can't ha- remember having seen before, but he was supporting a phenomenal short blonde mullet. Did you like this hairstyle? And have you, you have you ever sported a mullet? I've never had a mullet. Actually, I did have a mullet when I was a student. I tried to go for um. I tried to be hipster. I don't know if you know what hipsters are, but I... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I tried to go hipster, hipster. So I had a top knot and a mullet. So nobody okay. had both, but I had both. And then I, yeah, I was, um, yeah, I did not look good. And everyone mugged me off for being a virgin. So I... Oh, wow. <laughs> so. so is that, is, is double hipster a bit like double denim, but even more frowned upon? Oh, 1 million percent. Yeah, like people used to like run away from me. People wouldn't chat to me. Like even my mates were like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, Jim Rose, like, he... Uh, um, I was looking at him then. He had absolutely no muscle mass on him at all, did he? 
No, he. Oh no, he. 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 No, not uh, not at all. He's is a real kind of classic uh, jobber look that this guy had yeah. here. Definitely, yeah. It's like they went into like the the fans were going, like, listen, mate. Right? Somebody's not turned up. Like we've got the pants. Jump, chuck these on, and you jump in the ring. We'll give you 50, 50 bucks. So. I feel I've doubt it was even that. To be honest, I was just going to say like I I reckon this was probably like twenty dollars, probably, <laughs> may, may, maybe petrol, maybe not. You know, mate, probably not actually yeah. back then because these guys these enhancement guys were making just no money at all. Um, Ross said that Armstrong had a lot of intestinal fortitude to be in the ring with his knee in the shape it was. Uh, basically, DiBiase beat this guy for the title the previous week. And DiBiase said that um, anyone that knows wrestling knows that he'd done a lot of damage to Brad's father in the past. And in a strange line, said that Brad had been complaining that he had not submitted the previous week, um, which I didn't really understand because we're not, because basically DiBiase beat this top baby no not top baby face but baby face champion completely clean as a whistle last week by submission which you very rarely see um so they're kind of alluding to i'm not sure that we're supposed to believe that ted had made up that brad had complained about it or actually whether that was going to be a kind of storyline going forward which was a little bit odd um this match only went 58 seconds before rose was deposited with a really great looking power slam for the one two three um any thoughts on the, we've already cut my question was gonna be any thoughts on the match or rose's excellent locks which you've already covered off but any thoughts on the match and you're welcome to talk about his hair more if you'd like to do you know what? i was actually brad armstrong is an absolute tank was this before like the steroids stuff and everything that was actually more because he was a beast like um so steroids have been a thing from probably around the 70s i think uh, but i'm not yeah i'm not sure if he was you know what what the score with him was but he was he was yeah incredible shape wasn't he yeah this was a week of it seems as though this was the week of the big boys on uh, yeah i don't remember myself having this many like sort of gigantic muscular blokes but yeah, he, he was, um, yeah, he, he was in, you know, I, I always think that he looks quite a, quite a bit like Kenny Omega, even the way he moves and his body is, uh, you know, he's very Omega-like. So next up, a television title match involving the former champion Buddy Landell going up against fan favourite and dressed in baby blue Terry Taylor with a 15-minute time limit for this one. And DiBiase said that Landell's career turned around since teaming with Akbar and he was going to teach Taylor a lesson today. Um, there's a good little chant for Taylor from the crowd here, um, but DiBiase said that Taylor should forget the cheers and realise that the business is about money and money only, and that's the only way he would get to the top. Landell caught Taylor with a great hotshot style move just after three minutes for a near fall as Taylor looked completely out of it. Taylor started his comeback around the four and a half minute mark before planting Landell with his flying forearm and winning clean as a whistle in 5.15. Um, perhaps one too many arm locks, uh, arm lock rest holds by Landell in a five minute match for me, but nonetheless, this was quite good fun. What did you think of this Taylor versus Landell TV title match? Yeah, the first note that I've put was uh, arm drag wrestling. It just seems like they were yeah. arm drag. But then again, it was actually quite nice to see. Like it, it was like modern day for me. There was a uh, change of momentum, uh, a lot of reversals, which was actually interesting because I haven't seen that before in mid south. Um, but one thing I couldn't get away from was the fact that I think the first fifteen seconds, Terry Taylor had the fattest wedgie I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and it was the camera angle as well. Just it just showed him perfectly, and you just could. I just couldn't get away from it. Like, I need to look, look back on this because there's there's that is, is another really funny Terry Taylor thing. But a few weeks back, uh, one of the other co-hosts um, said that when Terry Taylor took his T-shirt off, he smelt it, smelt the T-shirt, and then went, oh, it's because it was smelt so bad. <laughs> so Terry Taylor's been, been responsible for another um, another funny moment there. A any more thoughts on this uh, this TV title match? No, it was great. I think the the forearm at the end was uh, a nice finish. Uh, the change of momentum was great. But um, 
Yeah, it just seemed, uh, from what I saw before, I thought Terry Taylor would be the top guy by now because he seemed to be the mm. guy that everyone loved. And that, they, again, he's just sort of down, got third match on the card. So, yeah, TV, TV title. I mean, I guess, I guess um, he's, you know, somewhat prominently featured in this kind of, I guess the TV title in this promotion is probably akin to the sort of intercontinental title level. Yeah, that's so, what I thought, yeah. Yeah, sort of up and coming. But you, but you are right. He has been around for about a year now. Um, and there's not been, he hasn't, um, been to that kind of upper level to challenge for North American title, which is their top title as of yet. So yeah, there's yeah. always been sort of baby faces ahead of him and there still is at this point. Um, so next up, Hercules Hernandez is going up against Iceman <laughs> King Parsons, who comes out to We Are Family, um, even though, so he doesn't. We Are Family is replaced by some bizarre cabaret-style entrance music on the network. So yeah, it's in the network version here rather than... Uh, his sister sledge entrance music are you familiar with sister sledge or is that about no, 25 years sure. before your time <laughs> yeah I've, i realized the other day that not only not only was i particularly young when this was airing you weren't even born for about another no, like nine, nine years, years or something yeah, yeah. great i said it makes you feel even better this year um so <laughs> hercules got Iceman in a devastating shinomaki at two minutes 15 which was quite the moment because this submission has always previously led to victories um and even more shockingly um Basically, uh, Iceman got out of it. Um, and, and even more shockingly, the shocks are coming thick and fast. He then won clean as anything in 238 after a flying clothesline. So after the bell, Akbar tried to attack Parsons. Um, Parsons fought him off. Um, and with Iceman's back turn, Hercules laid into him brutally with Akbar's whip. Iceman made it out and got a steel chair and Hercules and Akbar left. And they actually showed Iceman walking after them in the kind of vast downstairs space of the Irish McNeil Boys Club. So this was really interesting use of Hercules here. He'd been largely protected um, and his submission move was like deadly. So as soon as I saw this go on, I thought that's, that's odd. Like yeah. I- Iceman is the new, kind of new baby faces back in the promotion. Um, it's going to lose here, but then he won. Um, so what did you think of this uh, this match and this kind of fairly brutal post-match angle with Akbar's whip here? So this was the interesting... I think I remember watching the episode where um, Hercules, uh, sorry, Hernandez, uh, Jim Cornette said this is the new devastating move. Yes. So is this the first time somebody's broke out of it? Or Yes, yeah. So this is like the equivalent of the master lock when somebody broke out the master lock for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, right. you're, you're, show, you're showing your era of wrestling with the master yeah, lock. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that, that was interesting. I, I thought it would have been on a bigger stage for this to happen than, again, fourth on the card. But um, again, that, that was really interesting. The, the commentators made it out to be a bigger deal. That's why I understood it was a big deal. Mm. But also... Last time I watched, Hercules Hernandez was like the the muscle of the group for Jim Cornette standing outside the ring constantly whilst everyone else is sat down. So what's happened to Hernandez? He's now a chic, chic Hernandez. Yeah, so he's basically kind of the similar thing, but Jim Cornette has moved on. And though he did do a guest guest spot last week. So the, the new heel, the new heel group is Scandal Akbar's group. So he's the you know the muscle in that group now, basically. Though I don't think he's um Basically, when someone loses like this in this promotion in this time, my immediate thought is he must be going, he must be leaving because there's yeah. lots of there's a high turnover of people, and he isn't leaving immediately, but he isn't all that long for Mid South, which kind of explains that spoiler alert there from something you know 35, 36 years ago. But yeah, he's not going to be around for too much longer. But there's so much, there's lots of there was lots of places to work back then, and the, and the two key things were. Um, the WWF and also Jim Crockett Promotions NWA, which became WCW, um, were both basically going national at this time. So just trying yeah. to sign people. So yeah, there was lots of, you know, lots of, um, you know, scope for these wrestlers to to move on. Um, 
they did that move as well. Uh, I absolutely seem to ha- it seems to happen like three times this week. But it's a move they led on their back. The, the opponents led on their back, and then the the, the stood up opponent will put both their feet on the person's face for like less than a second, and then fall off their face. Okay, and what yeah. is that? I've never seen that before. Like, um, I think it's sort like of a, on their face, like a boot just... boot rake or something. I suppose, isn't it really? But well, yeah, yeah. WWE this week or something. Then. No, no, on Mid South. Oh, on Mid South. I was going to say, yeah, sorry, yeah. I thought, I thought like, I've seen that somewhere, something else this year. I was like, you probably haven't seen that on like this morning with Philip and Holly or something. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So yeah, on Mid South. Yeah, I know what you mean that. It's like the boot boot rate kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but it's both feet on the face for less than a second. It's like so badly executed both times because the knees are still bent and they're just falling. So like, yeah, the yeah, feet yeah. Bent, it's just like, come on, like, come on. <laughs> I, I know that we've got to like go for this is real, but like, yeah. Do you know what? Uh, talking, talking about. Um, uh, like I read a lot. I, know, I don't know what wrestling stuff you follow on Twitter, but I read a lot about oh modern day wrestling with the young bucks and stuff. And it's there's too many flips and like blah blah blah. It doesn't look real. And I'm like wrestling's never been real. I've never thought that wrestling was real. Not one day in my life that I think wrestling was real. Yeah. Um, and and I'm not. And that's not not to have a go at anyone that did think it was real when they were kids because I think lots of people did. But my dad and uh, my dad's gran. No, my dad. Not my dad's gran. My dad's mum. Did you? I guess you would have. Would you have been? I guess you probably wouldn't. In the probably met her, but probably can't remember. I suppose because she wasn't around for too many years after you were alive. But she used to watch it, and they explained to me when I was really young that it wasn't real. But I don't think wrestling doesn't look real because there's flips and stuff. Just as much as I watched a thing from 1988 the other day, which I'm going to talk about on a show next week, where literally 17 or 18 minutes of the of a match was uh, just someone holding someone's arm. I'm like, that is not. You know, you're never going to get that in any 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 sort any form of fight. So yeah, there's 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 this, but there's kind of belief smashing moments in in all you know forms of wrestling for for a long long time. So yeah, yeah, it's evolved with athleticism. You can see nowadays there's so much more athleticism in it, and you have to, a lot of these wrestlers nowadays are athletes. Yeah, like you see, like a lot of these wrestlers. Hercules, when I watched it last, he was absolutely blowing within three minutes of his uh, mm. wrestling match. So yeah, it seems to I, I from what I've seen from mid south now to nowadays is um, is yeah it's just, everyone's a lot more athletic and the quality of rest is so much better. Yeah, I I, I would I would agree. I think there's some there's some people that transcend the time, um, and like the, the stuff holds up. But I do agree. Like some 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 of the you know you get a five minute match and three minutes of it is. And I, I don't think that mixed martial arts helps this because, every, every, you know, if you're a mixed martial arts fan at any sort of level now, you know what a submission, a dangerous submission looks like. And you know that someone just like holding someone's arm, you know, straight out and not applying any pressure is not a, you know, there needs, if, if, there's, if, there's a, if there's a hole being applied, there needs to be a struggle and there needs to be a reason for it to be applied. I think that's where some of these older style matches sort of fall down a, t- a tiny bit, really. So yeah, with wrestling from mid south, it just seems there's so many headlocks. I know there's obviously headlocks now and switches and turns, but this one, especially the next match, is a, a lot of headlocks. Mm. So yeah, um, yeah, indeed. So so that's the thing. I I I'm there's 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 the the argument as well that re, you know wrestling will never be as popular because people know too much about the inner workings of it. But people like I, I bore I bore probably boring people listen talking about this, but. People watch fiction. People are interested in fiction. You know, we talked we talked about Game of Thrones and stuff before. That's not real. There's no yeah. dragons flying around. You know, we also probably watch documentaries about things that are based on real stuff as well. But you know, it's fiction. It's fi- it's fine and it's absolutely fine. Rock and Cena did one point 
you know, 1.3 million buyers of pay-per-view. And I doubt 1% of people thought that was a real athletic contest. Anyway, so I'm going to get, I'm getting off my soapbox. I've gone on a massive tangent there. So anyway, back from the break, we had a rematch from last week between Jake Roberts and Tim Horner. Um, so Ross confirmed on commentary um, that next week it'll be Iceman King Parsons versus Kamala. Um, and DiBiase remarked that he felt Parsons will be put on ice against Kamala. Um, so DiBiase says leverage is so important in wrestling. He could talk about all the big mustard up wrestlers, but if you've got nothing upstairs, it's no good. Um, interestingly, Ross then said that Bill Watts was standing by from Houston with Billy Jack Haynes. So I think basically we're getting something out of the normal setting of Mid-South Television, which is interesting. Um, Roberts worked over Horner's leg viciously and Horner's selling was really good. Um, Horner rallied and got a near fall with a Russian leg sweep, but his leg soon gave way and Roberts hit his devastating DDT for the win in an enjoyable 553. What do you think about Jake Roberts and Tim Horner here? Yeah, I actually thought it was a really good match. I, yeah, it was, was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the best match on the cards, uh, I think. Yeah, it was It was good to see again him attacking the leg and actually having a strategy, which, again, doesn't seem like something that happens that often in mid-south, um, from what I've seen anyway. Um, has Jake the Snake always looked like that, like in terms of physique? Because it is not impressive at all, and he's obviously a wrestling legend. So, so if, you, if, you, if you can be bothered <laughs> at some point have a look at jake roberts on a wf show from about 89 90 okay. um, and i would say that he was bang on the titan tight tighting the titans tight i said it again the bang on the titan sports protein shakes which you know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah of course um and that's where his body kind of it i mean you, you know some of this is genetics and stuff and he was a bit muscular and a bit more defined but never all that much better, I'd say. He's kind of long and lean. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. He, he's not a great look, especially with the the kind of pyjama bottom trousers that he wears. And his shoes as well. Yeah. Come on. Like, he's wearing Chelsea boots, I think. Like, yeah, back in 1985. It's, it's not a great look. He, he certainly he certainly had a much better look later. Um, but he... Sure. Um, he was unique, obviously, because his promos and facials and you know everything about him was was so strong. But yeah, I agree. His uh, his his body was certainly not his um, his strength, and he was a young man here. So you'd think actually that around this time the body his body would be the best, which just goes yeah. to show like that's why that's why Triple H can turn up at like fifty and look out of this world, and yeah, yeah. it's all, all completely natural. It's just because he did a few arm curls. Um, that's it yeah, but also as well it. this was what I was talking about with headlocks as well like it, a lot of the match was uh, Jake putting Tim into a headlock and it finally breaks out uh, Tim breaks out the headlock and then puts Jake the snake into a headlock and I was just yeah. like oh come on but then it, it did turn to be a good match so yeah I don't mind I think this, this, this you know I don't expect these guys any time to be 100 miles an hour and also the other thing I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, no one thought in 1985, oh, do you know what? I'm going to put on a match so that some idiot in in England in 36 years' time can review it and enjoy it. So it's yeah. all it's all time and place, and this stuff is very time and place. But that's the stuff that I find the most difficult to enjoy because I know I because because we know you know we know we know what a I can, I can I can take a headlock probably more than I can the arm locks I think because you could you could you could understand someone like in a maybe like you you're, you kind of you're at the edge of like belief and you know how things would actually work but you could sort of yeah. someone understand someone taking someone down and keeping them in a headlock and like you know you you're going to stay there I'm going to wear you out and like applying a pressure and not like hurting them but yeah just an yeah. arm arm put out straight and being held onto it just doesn't yeah it doesn't work for me. Um, I think that's the generational thing with it as well, isn't it? Like, um, so Adam, Adam, is it Adam Blompier from WrestleTalk? 
Oh, okay, yeah. Weeks, he was saying a few weeks ago that the worst part of wrestling is after wrestling, um, especially from my generation, because you've got people like you, you don't have the entrance music, so you don't have the promos, you don't have the special moves and the reversals. It is just at this point quite focused on just the wrestling. Mm. So that's the thing that I've probably like str- not struggled with, but like it is just watching pure wrestling at this point, isn't it? Rather than like having the showmanship of the entrances and everything like that. Yeah, the, th- the thing as well that I would say about. Um like modern day wrestling versus, you know, versus what I said about headlocks and stuff. I can't stand it now. If someone puts someone in an arm bar or a triangle and I don't submit within 15, 20 seconds, it's like, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that's disbelief smashing the other way. Cause it's like, you've seen someone in it. If someone gets in a tri- proper triangle, you've got probably 10, 15 seconds. It may be 15 seconds. might be long actually of yeah. struggle. And it's like, they're either getting out or they're going out. And it's like, yeah. that's that. And that's the thing I think that mess- wrestling is, you know, I don't, I don't want to see that. If someone, you know, if you're going to use that, you need to have more, more struggle to get into the move, and the moves either got to be a finish or they got to get out of it somehow really, really quickly. You can't have, you can't have someone in 2021. You can't have someone laying in a submission for, you know, thir- especially especially a choke submission for 30 seconds, and you know the old arm goes down, and it goes back up again because that, you know, that is that our, our take. The young bucks doing 400 super kicks and flipping all over the place, and someone in a rear naked choke, and they survive it for a minute and a half because that is just yeah, that's just not yeah. They added to an element of realism with uh, Rousey, didn't they? When Rousey came into WWE and did the did the armbar, everyone was tapping out straight away. Which yeah, exactly. And that's really that's, like, that's that what great. it needs to be. Yeah, hundred yeah. uh, percent. Sorry, we seem we seem really grouchy about some stuff on this, this show. <laughs> but I don't know why it's. Uh, I haven't had a particularly bad week. But I'm getting all my frustrations <laughs> with, with uh, some wrestling out. But let, 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 let's be frank. I've said it on the show many times. If I lived in a mid south area, I'd be I'd be buying buying. Uh, buy tickets to go and watch these watch these views and stuff so yeah it's, it's it's this is a lot of this is just with you know some some of the nitpicking with um with 2021 vision but this is you know this is one of the you know this is strong episodic wrestling television so just just to underline that with the with the grouchiness and moans about various things past and present so next up we get steve williams up against sammy hall and sammy's hair looked exactly like a lego figure um, and this guy was really like you know, enhancement talent. I don't, I don't like to use the word jobber too much, but it's just like classic jobber. Um, Williams nearly held poor Hall out of the ring with a belly-to-belly suplex right at the beginning. And poor Sammy just looked so out of his depth here. Uh, Williams made short work of him and, and won with his running power slam, Oklahoma stampede mood in 105. What did you think about Sammy and also this uh, this match here? Yeah, has Sammy wrestled before on Mid-South? I haven't or... seen him, no. I was about to say, he doesn't look like he's ever done... Uh, like, he'd look like me if you put me in a ring with him, but um, <laughs> it's, it's Dr. Death. That's the guy that had the wrestling match about the helmet, wasn't it? The football helmet. Yes, that's right, yeah. He needs, like, again, he can't give up this r- footballing gimmick, can he? Where uh, He won with a big tackle. Didn't he? Oh, he won with a big slam, but he did a football tackle, didn't he? Shoulder bar. Yeah, so he's a former former pro footballer, so that's, that's kind of what his gimmick is, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, feuds about helmets and stuff. But yeah, it was a standard squash match, wasn't it? And has he done much uh, in Mid-South since? Or? Uh, Williams is kind of... Um, Williams has got a big future um, after this, but he's kind of still been pushed as a... 
upper mid card heel at this point, I would say. Um, but but there is there is you know bigger bigger and brighter things for him to come. Um, certainly okay. in his promotion before before it ceases to exist at the end of '87. Um, so but up next we get Billy Jack Haynes versus Kamala, and Ross is back from break and said that cameras are standing by at the sold out Sam Houston Coliseum. Um, this was John in progress. So I, I I guess they're trying to make people or they were trying to make people believe that there was a wrestling show on in Houston at Saturday lunchtime this air, which I guess could have been a thing, but it was it was presented very much as like, yeah. this is live and happening now. Um, this was actually from the December 27th show from Houston, which contained a two ring battle royal, which explains the two rings, which I thought was quite jarring on the eye is the ring mats with different colours, one green, one blue. They weren't lined up probably. Did this bother you? Because it almost like yeah. it's like a weird merging of the sea or something, wasn't it, in the background? Like, it was really difficult to watch. I was trying to work out whether it was two rings. It was two yeah, rings. Yeah, it was, it was two rings. Because yeah, I was yeah. like, is that the second ring? Because it was bigger as well. Like, uh, yeah. And I was like, maybe it's it was not off- two rings. Maybe it's just like a long entrance. But- yeah, it did look bigger. And it was they weren't lined up properly. Like, if you see a WCW show from, like, they used to do quite a lot of two ring stuff. Um, and WWE do now occasionally NXT, but they, they they're lined up next to each other. Whereas this one was slightly off, like actually quite a way yeah. off, actually. Yeah, so yeah. Really weird. And the two mats was just like bizarre. It was almost like the two rope, the ropes at the at the in the middle just look almost like, like looked like they weren't there because it was almost like all weirdly camouflaged. It was a bit like a, yeah. like a terrible magic eye um, picture. So basically, this was just. I mean, this was a bit like what we were talking about. So. Kamala settled into what was basically an armpit pinch um, early on, as Watts talks about how dangerous nerve holes were. Um, and I, so basically, Kamala's been in a few sort of squash match quick victories, and I thought that version of him was much better than the kind of nerve holding inverted commas version is, um, which I just thought was just looked you know really bad. And actually, I, I thought this episode was a really good. We t- we've talked about some of the headlocks and the arm bars and stuff and nitpicking, but actually I thought that it was a really solid uh, wrestling show in ring up to this point. One of the best ones I could recall, but this match was just grim. Um, what said on commentary that Haynes had the choice to give it up and watching this match made me want to give up doing this podcast, to be completely honest. There was just minutes and minutes and minutes of Kamala just holding Haynes down by the peck or the armpit. Um, Haynes finally made it to his feet after what felt like six months and fought back with big boots and punches in the midsection. Uh, what said Kamala reminded him, reminded him of the Terminator. Um, the crowd, to be fair, were eating up um, Haynes' uh, comebacks. What do I know? Um, Kamala's uh, man in the corner Friday interfered in the corner and distracted the ref. Akbar tripped Haynes, and then Kamala hit the splash for the win. Um, I, as you may have gathered, didn't like this very much. What did you think of this Kamala versus Billy Jack Haynes match? <laughs> it was. Uh, I didn't like this match at all. I remember watching it going... This is the longest mid-south match I've ever watched, and it's nowhere mm. near the two best wrestlers I've, I've seen here. Yeah. I mean, Kamala's no Sonny King, but like <laughs> the well, the locks. What was the locks? Like, so I've literally written down what the is this lock like? Well, it was he, for ages. Like he's just grabbing his. This is it. What what is he doing? Like you're, he was pinching him in the chest and the and the armpit. Yeah. So I don't know. It's like supposed to be a nerve hold, but it's like I don't know. I mean, I'm sure that's probably not very comfortable if someone's digging their nails into you and stuff. But it's just, I, I just, I just don't understand. I mean, well, surely people at home, I, I, I fully believe that people at home watching this in 1985 would have been like, "What is Kamala doing to this guy?" Like, they, I think you'd have been bought in. This guy, you know, like, is a, is a, you know, you know, brutal, tough guy. You know, he smashes his opponents. But what's he doing? Why is he holding them down by the armpits? Like, this is yeah. just. Like I would rather he just like 
did a few headbutts, did his splash and beat him. But yeah, no, this was not this was not good. Any more thoughts on this match before um, I try and remove it from my memory for forever? <laughs> yeah, so I'm assuming again, this is again probably showing my generation and age, but. So at this point, you said Kamala had a few squash matches and uh, quick wins and stuff. Mm. So is he sort of been treated like the Umaga back in the early 2000s? Uh, the mid-2000s? Yeah, but probably pushed even harder, I think. Oh, really? And yeah, so so Kamala was like is Kamala was in the promotion before this run um, and went went to various other places. Um, and then after this run, um, he had a really really strong house show run. So they, they never did a pay per view match or. I don't believe he did a Saturday's main event either, but he had a really, really well-drawing run with Hulk Hogan in the WWF. So they went all the arenas around the back when um, you know the WWF might have WrestleMania or WrestleMania the first WrestleMania was just after this. Yeah. Um, but the, the, their their business was live events, so their money yeah. was you know high. No, no one was paying for their television back then, so so I don't know ninety five percent of their business was was live event business. So they would put this event on in you know Madison Square Garden, Boston Garden, LA Sports uh, Coliseum, you know everywhere, LA Memorial Coliseum, and, and everywhere. And he did he did a really good run with that. So it, clearly people bought that Kamala was a threat to the WWF champion back then. But yeah, I just didn't I just didn't think this um this Kamala's had had flashes of stuff that i've enjoyed but i just didn't enjoy this presentation of him at all um, no normally i yeah i wouldn't um, want after, on the basis of this i wouldn't want to watch a kamala match and i've obviously heard of kamala and seen pictures of him and stuff like that mm. and when i was watching it I, I was like is this the guy that people spoke about in wwf he's a legend is he in the hall of fame or uh yes i believe so yeah yeah, yeah. so i remember watching thinking this can't be the guy surely they, they've they've got a different guy and replaced him because this guy sucks like um Holding down uh, Billy Haynes, but Billy Haynes is a big boy. Oh, well. do you know what? He is not in the he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame because there was a um, some sort of lawsuit involving him, and that's the reason why he's not in the not in the WWF Hall of Fame. So, oh, right. um, yeah, that is uh, that is a shame actually. So, um, and he's no longer with us now. Um, so it's possible. So yeah, the, um, in July 2016, Harris was named as part of a class action lawsuit filed against WWE, which alleged that wrestlers incurred traumatic brain injuries during their tenure that the company concealed uh, and basically the company concealed the risk of injury from from wrestling um, I think this has been thrown out now yeah the, the lawsuit was dismissed by the district Connecticut judge um, but Mike Johnson of Pro Wrestling Insider wrote that his involvement in the lawsuit likely prevented from preventing WWE from inducting him into their Hall of Fame um, and he passed away in August 20 uh, August 5th 2020 of COVID unfortunately um, so yeah really 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 sad story sad. but yeah um, so we cut back to Ross and he thanked DiBiase for being there. And he said that next week was Iceman King Parsons versus Kamala plus Hacksaw Butch Reed. Um, I like the idea of the cut in from Houston, which didn't like, and I'd like to see more of that, but I just didn't like the presentation of the match. Um, but apart from that, I thought this was a good wrestling show, wrestling focus rather than angle heavy show. Um, and I thought DiBiase did a nice job on commentary. So what are your final thoughts on the January 26th, 1985 episode of Mid-South Wrestling? Wholeheartedly, I didn't realise that I was Ted. Uh, Ted, uh, honestly, I didn't actually. Oh, really? You just Ted, yeah. <laughs> Did they introduce him or uh, like... pass? I think so. Right at the beginning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so and he was the was he the main champ or was he the yeah uh, he's the main champ he's just won it oh, a week right. before yeah 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 it's cool so how much longer did he have in mid-south before he went uh he went all the way till the end actually so all the way to 87 he was in uh he was in mid-south so he wasn't yeah. he didn't go to wf until after that 
Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was a good show. I, I didn't realize it was Ted's. Um, so that's cool. Billy Haynes again. Like he actually, even though that was a terrible, terrible match, I never want to see it again. I'd love to see. I imagine he's gonna have a decent future because he had at least he had some comeback against Kamala. He lo- he looks a lot like Hercules as well, doesn't he? That's the physique. Do you know what he fought? Res- he fought Hercules at WrestleMania three. There you go. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Yep. Oh, yeah. all right, cool. So that's, that's what you're going to put on uh, as soon as we're finished, aren't you? The Hercules uh, versus 100%. the Battle of the Full Nelsons at WrestleMania three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it a good match or? Um, not like uh, Joe. What WrestleMania three is a bizarre old one because um, I can't remember for some let's, let's say there's 14 matches in three hours, so it's literally like entrance, four or five minute match, get them out of there. Entrance, four or five minute match. Um, and the one that everyone remembers from that event is, is Ricky, Ricky Steamboat versus Randy Savage, which I doubt goes 15 minutes. Um, and the main event of Hogan and Andre, and Andre could barely move. And actually, I watched that recently. And to be fair to him, in the circumstances, he did a pretty good job. And Hogan did an exceptional job in that so in that thing with a guy that could barely stand up about holding the ropes. But that was probably like nine minutes. It was just like loads and loads and loads of not squash matches, but just like quick yeah quick competitive match get them out of there get it gone get on to the next one so yeah it's not a show that is sort of it's it's um it's good to watch for uh you know the history of it but not total yeah. match quality really because wrestlemania 2 was a travesty wasn't it was that the really bad one or wrestlemania 2 was from three different locations um when they had lots of problems with it i didn't sell yeah. out any of the arenas um and it is it's not it's not the quality of it is not particularly good there's not there's nothing really that um stands out from wrestlemania 2 that i could necessarily sort of recommend i would say yeah, of course. Um, yeah. yeah no and actually to be fair wrestlemania 4 is pretty wretched as well the only good thing about wrestlemania 4 is the randy savage t- title stuff and his stuff but everything else is you know very very skippable on that one no fair enough yeah so yeah it was a good show other than these you don't they're not main events at this point are they sorry they're not main events at this point no, they, no, they, 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 all this te- all this television show is is there for is pushing live event business. So the bits that we don't see is so if you were watching this in Oklahoma City, for example, when it comes in and out of breaks, there'd be like a Ted DiBiase promo, like in two weeks on Saturday night, I'm facing uh, Terry Taylor, he's challenging me for the North American title, and I'm going to beat him. Yeah, yeah. Get your tickets here, but you don't see that on this version of the television show. You only see the, yeah. the kind of the main body of it. But this is all about driving. There's no pay per views or anything. For, the, for this company anyway. And actually, pay-per-view really wasn't a thing. What they used to do back then, I don't even know if you've even heard, you may or may not have heard of this, but what they would have for big boxing and wrestling events would be closed-circuit television. So what that was was, let's say it was here in, in the UK. Yeah. So I would, and it was, um, I don't know, I'm trying to, I, was, I was trying to think of a modern, modern. let's say Anthony Joshua versus Tyson Fury. So that's the yeah. fight they're putting on, but it's too big to be on free television. So I wouldn't be able to have access to that at home because the technology wasn't there. But I would buy, I'd buy a ticket to my local church hall or you know local, maybe like a school with a lecture theatre that held like two hundred and fifty people for ten pounds or ten dollars, and I'd go and watch yeah. it on a big screen in there. And that's what closed circuit was. So for the seventies, cool, like Muhammad, yeah, I'm sure it was really good atmosphere. So and, and actually, some of the closed circuit stuff was held at like theatres and smaller yeah. arenas. You know, in, in America, there's loads of like college and high school arenas that are you know, much bigger than the stuff that we would have here. So um, yeah, that's how it was done. And that was how predominantly WrestleMania 1 and 2 were, were pretty much all closed circuit because very few people had... Um, well, some people had cable television, but very few systems had the ability to buy stuff on pay-per-view yeah. at that point. So, yeah, there's a little... little we've got another wicked. tangent there. So, kind of a closed circuit. Yeah, tele- yeah closed circuit. 
So yeah, good stuff. So uh, where can people find you online? Um, so obviously we're basking in the glory today, I should mention, of our 100% record um, at UFC uh, this weekend in the bet. So obviously we're, we've done an incredible job there. And we're, I think we're, go- we're going to Vegas for the next uh, next UFC, aren't we, on, on our winnings? Yeah, our four grand winnings, yeah. Watch myself wrestling in the uh, MGM, obviously. Uh, yeah, we're going to put a show. We won so much money, we're actually going to put. We're actually going to put our show on ourselves under the banner of Mid South Wrestling. So yeah, yeah I was about to say we could wrestle the Guerreros, isn't it? Uncle and nephew against Uncle and nephew. Like, well, we uh, yeah, I we uh, well uh, is yeah, Chavo. Yeah, I th- actually, what I'm not sure Chavo Guerrero Senior is still with us actually. Oh, Let me ju- yeah. <laughs> so, I tell you what, Bring that's gonna, that's going to be a good way to end, end the program if he's not. Yeah, sadly, Chavo Guerrero Senior oh. uh, passed away on February the 11th. 2017 so um no alas that is not a match that will be uh be able to be put on but if any of your listeners are uncle nephew as well we'll um we, we'll smash it mate yeah well I, I, you can do the work <laughs> i'll be on the outside i'll be the i'll be the statistician you can be the muscle right so that's you're it. you're at james margate on twitter aren't you that's it yeah yeah good stuff thank you very much james i look forward to speaking to you again very very soon awesome take care now, it's very rare that I come back on after I've completed the podcast, but I had to correct two awful botches. Firstly, obviously, Hector is the uncle of Chelvo Guerrero Jr., so that uh, nephew and uncle match could very much take place, um, though unlikely to happen. And also, um, James's Twitter is at Mr. James Margate and not James Margate, which is somebody else's. So my deepest and humblest apologies for those two awful errors of judgment there, and thank you very much for listening. Hello everybody, I am Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express and if you would like to purchase some merchandise from World's number one Mid-South Wrestling Podcast check it out, all the products that's on redbubble.com People, Mid-South Moments they have everything from t-shirts, phone cases, mugs remember now, redbubble.com People, Mid-South moments thanks very much ricky and that link again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash mid south moments